I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Yes, sir. The one podcast in the world that answers the only question. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You guessed it. How can we sign the finals? Can we get in? How can we sign the finals? We can't even get in. And that's exactly, and I mean exactly where we're going to go today. Exactly. Because there are a lot of things that just happened. Yes. In the NBA playoffs. A lot of upsets. A lot yes. of shock. Yes. A lot of people getting things wrong. Yes. A lot of things people getting things wrong. I mean, right. Yes. I'm I'm gonna put that out there. Listen, guys. Honestly, if you were rooting for the Bucks, I'm sorry to tell you if you've been living under a rock, the Bucks lost to the Miami Heat. Yes. Yep. Yeah, they they lost to the Miami Heat, and it was a great series. It was so much fun to watch. I mean, Jimmy Butler, first things first. That man might be the best player in the playoffs. Like, like he is ridiculous. His ability to de- defend so well, his ability to get to the shot crate for himself and get to the basket. The dude's stepping it up major, major big time in the playoffs right now. He's defending so well. I can't believe the fact that they really upset the Milwaukee Bucks. It's amazing to me. I truly do think, though, still, if Giannis was healthy, fully healthy, didn't miss those two games, even when he came back, he didn't look like his quite his freakish athletic self, um, in yes. my personal opinion. Okay, so I'm guessing you see the same same thing. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's they got beat. They got beat. And Jimmy Butler is is he the best? Is Jimmy Butler the best player in the playoffs right now? Are you asking me that question, yes. or is that just a question you're po- um No. Okay, who do you have above him? I'm leaning more toward the teams on the West. Okay, as some of the best teams, you know. Um, oh, I meant I'm not going to take individually. A, oh, individually, individually, individually. Jimmy, Jimmy is the having the best run right now. Okay, but I don't think he's the best player in the playoffs. Okay, I would actually secure that for like Jokic, Murray, Jokic. Okay, you know. Yeah. I, I would I would say like those are that's the that's the best player in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jimmy just having a good run right now. I'm <laughs> not discrediting him. Like, please, 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 do not attack me. I'm not discrediting Jimmy. Yeah. I'm saying he's having a fantastic run right now. Mm-hmm. And like he's just he's hit he's getting all the good matchups right now. This, that was a great matchup for Miami. Yeah. You know, even though Giannis ended up getting hurt, you know, it was, you know, this charging thing, this charge charging fouls and stuff like that. We meet, might need to reconsider how they're viewed um, in the NBA. 
Oh, really? I don't know how that, how soon that's going to happen because two two guys got hurt and they really swung the the tide of a of a playoff game off a charge. So I think they need to be reevaluated how they're looked at now. Um, I'm I'm of the you know protect the players type of guy, so I'm of the of the mindset where that needs to be reevaluated. But off that, I would disagree. Um, I would disagree with you. I I think the charges okay. needed in the NBA because two guys got hurt though. Well, let's be honest here. The NBA right now is so offensively focused and offensively skilled that taking mm-hmm. away any advantage from the defense might lead it to the best game of basketball getting to the point where it's not as entertaining. Right? Because like, I do think that if we were having 140, 150 points in a game or something ridiculous like that, it wouldn't be as entertaining because when you see somebody get a defensive stop, like... It's like, oh, it takes like the energy out of the crowd. You know what I mean? Like that push yeah. and pull. I feel like the push and pulls needed for basketball. So I think taking away the 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 charge and the ability for somebody to try to draw a charge, I think it's not gonna be good for basketball, in my opinion. I disagree with you. I feel I would disagree with you. I feel okay. that defenses would have to step up. We already have high level defense in the NBA. That's that's the one thing that that has been that has been um how do I put this? Um, added to the NBA since the since the adding of since the taking way of hand checking. So you have to play defense at a high level. You have to be able to defend the person in front mm-hmm. of you. But then the offensive skill is still up there as well. So it's kind of matching each other. So I think that if you remove charges or like stop, you know, or figure out a way to call charges mm-hmm. in a different way or something of that nature, I don't yeah. believe that that would technically take away from the defensive capabilities of those teams. Okay, and it it might actually add to what we see defensively mm-hmm. from certain teams because uh, we have, like I said, we have, we have Jaron Jackson Jr. We have the Celtics playing great defense. You know what I mean? Those teams right there and those players individually, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, yeah. you don't have to draw a charge. You know what I mean? You can get a defensive stop, you know, steal the ball away, get a good block and not hurt somebody. Hmm. Yeah. I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely, it's definitely going to be an interesting thing. I highly doubt the NBA is going to take it away though. Maybe just reevaluate how it's looked at. Maybe, yeah, it's possible. I, I wouldn't want to take it away completely. Like if they can do it, if it can be done safely mm-hmm. in a safe manner, then because like, be honest with you. I mean, like we're gonna be honest, right? If Ja doesn't go down, he already had hand injury, but they were like they were playing good. Memphis Grizzlies were playing good against the Lakers. If he doesn't go down for those for those couple games, like does the does the seat does the does the series look different? If Giannis doesn't hurt his back and go down for two games, does the series look different? That's true. Yeah. And they're both off of charges. So mm-hmm. it's like two guys back to back in two different series get hurt and then the tide changes yeah. and a seventh and the eighth seed wins. I still think the Lakers would have won, but I see I see where your point is going. I feel like this is a good point. I would have just I mean, I'm not saying it was mm-hmm. competitive, but I think that I want to see more of a with the hand injury. Albeit, you know what I mean. He wasn't at one hundred percent, but I still would have liked to see those teams go back and back and be more competitive with everybody on the floor every single game mm-hmm. and seeing what the outcome would have been. Makes sense. Same with the um, you Miami Heat, you know, Milwaukee Bucks series. If you don't have Giannis, and then you you know, it's, it kind of throws off the equilibrium because mm-hmm. everything is ran through Giannis. Yes. So it's like, and Miami's not a smaller team. They have um, Bam, so it's like yeah. you can't just post up Bam because Bam can defend you. Yeah. So it doesn't. They their their game plan doesn't work. No. Without Giannis, nope. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with you. You see, the Miami Heat move on, man. 
Miami Heat. Miami Heat move on. And uh, we actually got to see game one of uh, Knicks Heat. And I got to see that. And I think the Knicks shot like 24% from the three-point line or something ridiculous like that. Um, So Mm -hmm. they had an egregiously bad three-point shooting game, but they still only lost by like less than 10, 15 points. It was really nice to watch. Um, Jalen Brunson, I think, was 0 for 7 from the three-point line. But the real main issue of what that game for me was Julius Randle, if he's hurt, the Knicks are not winning the series. Like he was he was hurt that game. True. And every single time that the ball swing around the uh, around the three-point line, guess who was always getting guarded very easily defensively? Obi Toppin. Obi they were like, yeah. we're gonna make Obi beat us. Even Obi had a decent game. We had like 18 points, but it was all wide open shit, right? Like you're gonna yeah. make a because when you have Obi and Mitchell Robinson on the floor at the same time. There's so much little spacing there between those two, and the Miami Heat are just too smart to allow the Knicks to overcome them without Julius Randle. So no Julius mm-hmm. Randle, the Miami Heat are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. But for me personally, if Julius Randle's coming back Game 2 and he's going to play Game 2 through Game 7, I'm sticking with the Knicks to come out of this series, man. Oh, <clears throat> I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm a roll. I mean, so first to go through your first point, mm-hmm. 10 points and you weren't shooting the best and your best player was 0 from 7 from three point line yeah. and you only lost by 10. I wouldn't take that as a bad loss. Me either. I wouldn't take that as, okay, series is mm-hmm. over. I would really pick myself back up, dust myself off and look at the next game and look True. forward. They're young. They need, they, they have, you know, they have a uh, good coaching over there. They just need to just. Look past this game. Yeah. It's fine. Everybody has a bad game. You're Agreed. not going to win them all. Yeah. Look past it because that's what the playoffs is about. Everybody wins and loses. You got it's just how you how you navigate those wins mm-hmm. and losses. You can't get too big, too high on the wins and too low on the losses. Yeah. And if they can do that, then I can see them beat Miami because they're a very talented team, yes. talented young team, and they can get past them. Yeah. They can. They can. They, they have too many offensive weapons, mm. and I think that that could become a problem for the defensive capabilities of the Miami Heat. Yeah. Now, one thing that they do have to worry about right now is, like I said before, playoff Jimmy is a thing, <sighs> and he's yeah. on a run right now. Yes. What we, what do he have? He had thirty six the last game, fifty three before that. Yeah. To um to push it to three one, he had twenty five tonight. I mean, like you yeah. don't know when he's slowing down. Then no time soon. <laughs> <laughs> So if he could keep this up, which I'm assuming he will, they're gonna this this, game, this series is going seven. I see it going seven. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a deciding factor in New York. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest reasons why I'm leaning Knicks is because at the guard position, other than Jimmy Bar- Butler guarding Jalen Brunson, like they still got uh, Emmanuel quickly. They still got Quentin Grimes. They still got R.J. Barrett, right? And guys like Duncan Robinson have to guard. Kyle Lowry, Cody Martin. And on the defensive end, those shot creators that they have at New York, they don't have to work to guard Kyle Lowry. They don't have to work to guard Cody Martin. They don't have to work to guard Duncan Robinson. Most of that is standstill threes. They might move a little bit, but it's not going to be that much. So their depth of shot creators at the guard position, not really having to be... Working on the defensive end, especially Jalen Brunson, really, for me personally, leads me to really be high on the Knicks coming out of this series. Uh, 
but pff, Jimmy Butler's, you're gonna have to take it from him, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna have to kill him. You, you gotta, you gotta just him. show up, man, because he's gonna. You show gotta the kill fuck him. Up. Yeah, yeah. You, that's that, I like that mentality though. That's something that's been missing from basketball for a minute. I, I like that. Okay, you gotta kill me in order to stop me, yeah. type of thing. Like, because he's just gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna do what he's gonna do. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna savagely beat you down and talk to you while he's doing it. Yeah, I mean this guy in the playoffs turns into like a top ten small forward shooting guard, whatever you want to call him of all time. Like this dude, yes. is, <laughs> dude is such a ridiculous gear, and it's hilarious because in the regular season he averages like twenty two. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just is yeah. cruising, and then he kicks it like nobody has a bigger disparity. And I honestly don't think we've ever seen anybody <laughs> like him like that. Like, even guys that are like, no. okay, think about players that they would do amazing in the playoffs. People say MJ, Kobe, Legault, Steph Curry, right? All of them mm-hmm. want MVPs. All of them could do it in the regular season just as well, right? Jimmy yeah. Butler, for some reason, just goes hiding in a cocoon for 12 months. And then he comes out and is like, oh, I'm Michael Jordan today. <laughs> like, the fuck right. <laughs> That's really how it is. That's really how it is. He wakes up, it feels like Kobe. Exactly. (laughs) Still the playoff start. Still the playoff start. It's amazing to watch. It's it's great TV. Makes great TV. It really is. Yeah. And it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Okay. Um. So one thing I do want to talk about, Mm -hmm. and from one injury to another injury, you know, I was talking about the Bucks and the Grizzlies as far as injuries. Yeah. I'm scared for Joel Embiid. Okay, was that? Did you hear about what happened? Something with his said that they hand? upgraded it. Something with his hand. Right? No, I, I thought it was his knee. Knee. Okay, yeah, you're right. I think they up. I think it's upgraded to a torn meniscus. Oh my goodness! Really? Yeah, I think it's like something like that. So I had one of those. I, don't don't quote me on this, but I I remember reading it just, just like probably a, a day or two ago. I should have saved it. But yeah, like they said, they don't even know if he's gonna play. Really, like it's because yeah, because he didn't even he didn't practice. Mm. He didn't practice yesterday. He didn't practice yesterday or Friday. I think it was either yesterday or Friday. Wait, yeah, today's Sunday. So it was either Saturday or Friday. He didn't practice, and they mm. were saying they was like, yeah, he didn't even do anything. So I don't think he's going to. And that looks bad for the Sixers now. Yeah, because they're not getting past anybody without Joel Embiid. True. Yeah, agreed. So, it looks like, hate it or love it, Boston has an easy ride to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. Yeah, Boston's, uh, Boston's, in a whole different level than everybody else in the NBA playoffs. You know, and shout out Trey Young. Hey, let's take a thirty seconds here. The narratives that man that pushed the Boston Celtics basically by himself. The six games yeah. didn't make the All Star team. I'd like to sink that in. Let me let me visualize here. Okay, visualize Tyrese fucking Halliburton in the same goddamn situation. How many games does he win against the Boston Celtics? Zero, zero. It is not even close. Okay, we'll talk about another yeah. guard that made an All Star game. Drew Holiday. Imagine him in true in Trey Young's spot. Zero games. Zero. You know what I mean? Like, this is just... He should have been an all-star. He kind of redeemed himself within the the casual fans, but 
We've been saying this for so long, man. Trey Young has been underrated. It's ridiculous. He's so special. Um, Atlanta's got something good moving forward. But yeah, Boston Celtics, I completely agree, man. Without Joel Embiid being the same, it might be five. It might be five. And the Boston Celtics, in my opinion, they're my favorite to win it all right now. I think they're the best team. And I don't see anybody coming out of the West that's going to give them issues. Okay. Now, hear me out, okay. right? Could it be said that even though Trey Young pushed him to six games, right? Mm-hmm. Could it be said that the Boston has had the easiest road to the Eastern Conference Finals and possibly an NBA Finals appearance out of any other team? It could be said, but I don't think it should take away from how great of a team that they've been all year. How great. I really truly feel like NBA, as an NBA championship team, like they'll be in a legit NBA championship team. Like they might not be, you know, the lake, the the Warriors with KD and Curry, mm-hmm. right? But they'll just yeah. just below that. Like Toronto Raptors won a ring, the Milwaukee Bucks to won a ring. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, even the first year Golden State Warriors team, this this Boston Celtics team could be on that level. I mean, they got two yeah. special guys on the outside. The issue with the Boston Celtics was the odd way that the Bucks played, you know what I mean? Because of the Giannis and Giannis being mm. able to attack the paint and Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez being able to give the Boston Celtics issues at the rim and posting up and like bench depth and putting Robert Williams in foul trouble, right? But what yeah. team in the NBA playoffs is going to attack the paint like that? That's got somebody that's 6'10 or bigger, right? Joel Embiid's going to be hurt. Okay, so... Golden State yeah. Warriors, you don't got to worry about any of that. They're switchable, great defense like that. The Boston Celtics, they don't scare them. Mm. The Lakers, yeah. I mean, AD's great, but they don't have, you know, LeBron James isn't the same basket attacker that he used to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Suns don't have any great basket attackers. I mean, the Denver Nuggets have, Jamal Murray can really do it, but he's small Man. and Robert Williams built to stop a guy like that. And yeah. They're just perfect. This this playoffs are working out perfectly for the Boston Celtics to win. So I'm sticking first, standing firm. Boston's going to come out in this NBA season with the champ. What are you thinking? Do you think they have the juice? I I don't know yet because okay. like I just really want to see them like what I want to see in the Eastern Conference Finals now. And I'm going to switch my prediction. Okay. Just because I want to see them go against somebody with I me, mean, some a team. I want to see them go against a team that's going to give them problems, okay. right? That's going to give them some form of competition. I want to see them go against Miami. Miami with Jimmy Red Hot, you know, as he is right now. I want to see them go against Miami. I want to see them have legit competition. Four. They'd sweep them. Legit competition. They would and four. sweep them. You want to know and why? Four. Okay. Jimmy can only guard one. Can't guard Jason Tatum yeah. and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum regard Jimmy. Who else? Yeah. What other wing defender do they have? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. It would be, uh, bro. Boston would run through Miami at four. But it's just Sweet. like I don't know. I just I would want to see them go against somebody that like. Not saying that Atlanta didn't give them problems. They did. They want. They took two. Yeah. But now they're about to crew. If Joel Embiid can't come back, and he's done for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 
and they can't get them back. Yeah, that, that's 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 a gentleman's sweep. They're going. They're going. Yeah. They're, they have the easiest road to the finals right now. True. The easiest yeah. road. True. And I just want to see them have some form of friction. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty reasonable, though. It's like watching an anime without like any like big fights or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? I see where you're coming from. Like You want to see the boss yeah. fight type of thing. Right? Yes. They might not get that until the NBA finals. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And then it just depends on who they play. Yeah. It could be interesting. It's gonna. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that could have uh, chances to go to the NBA finals. It's gonna be crazy. The West is so in flux. So that's crazy. I guess that's a nice you know transition to the West. What you got to tell me? I know you've been dying to tell me something about the West all days. What's up? Um, What's up? You know, there's a few things that I'm gonna pop off about, but this is a big one. This is like been talking to myself all day about this uh-huh. Bro, i watched that sun's nugget series that mm. in theory the sun should win and i was losing my shit first things first if this continues monty williams is not a top five coach in the nba not a top 10 coach in the nba not a top 15 coach in the nba not a top 20 coach in the nba not a top 25 coach in the nba not a top 30 NBA coach. He is at the bottom of the list if this continues. Because it's mm-hmm. so egregiously bad what he's doing right now. Okay, I'm going to explain this to you. The Listen. Denver Nuggets won game one. Blew them out. But the reason why they blew them out, in my correct opinion, is <laughs> the Denver Nuggets played at a fast pace and controlled the tempo of the basketball game. The Cole Yoga yeah. just running up and down the floor. He's hitting outlet passes and starting the fast break. They came in with the intention to f- force their pace. Okay? Anybody mm-hmm. that understands high-level basketball, has played high-level basketball, knows that part of the point guard's job, point guard for Denver is Nikola Jokic. Part of the point guard's job is to get their team to play at the pace of basketball that fits the strengths of their basketball team. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you would think, Chris, that Chris Paul would control the tempo. Okay? So if... And the Suns just played at the Denver Nuggets tempo. Okay? Then why is that uh, Chris Paul's fault? Because Chris Paul... When he was on the floor, had the ball in his hands about thirty to forty percent of the time, starting plays. Mm-hmm. Imagine that shit. The amount of times that I saw that man standing in the goddamn corner like he's Cam fucking Johnson, I could, I just, I was losing my shit. You can't have the point god, a guy who's top five all time assist to turnover ratio, not pulling the goddamn strings when he is in the starting lineup and he has and is in on the floor because a lot of the yeah. times they're starting the ball with KD they're starting the ball with Devin mm. Booker they're putting their balls in their ball in their hands and it sounds great in theory and when you play 2K it sounds great but both of those guys are high turnover turnover players both of those guys mm-hmm. aren't point guards and can don't understand how to control pace so you know what happens they create turnovers, and Denver's running back up up the, up the floor to go get an easy basket, right? 
Yeah. The Denver Nuggets played at such a high pace that it leaned into their strengths, which is perimeter three-point shooting. Because everybody knows whenever you get taught anything about basketball, whenever there's a fast break coming and they're, you're the defender, everybody's taught to guard the rim. Okay, so when the rims collapse and the guy with the ball in his hands collapses defense, there's going to be a KCP on the corner. There's going to be an Air Gordon on the corner three. There's going to be a Michael Porter Jr. open on a corner three. And they got, I've never seen a team in the playoffs get more high quantity of high quality three-point shots ever. I've never seen anything like this. I don't know what Monty Williams is doing, but Chris Paul needs to have the ball in his hands so he can play chess with Jokic because Jokic yeah. is out there playing chess. Bro, he he won that game. I don't care. Jamal Murray had a great game, dropped 34. Nikola Jokic won that game by being the manipulator. He controlled mm. everything. And if this continues, the Suns will lose in five or six. This is not going seven. And what's ridiculous about this is the answer is so obvious. This should have been something that came in before game one. They should have been like, okay, Denver likes to play at a faster pace. Well, we're going to slow down the pace. Why? Because when you're in the half court, what matters more is shot creators. The Suns yeah. have better shot creators in the half court. Their half court offense and defense is the situations that they want to be in more than in the fast break. So they That's needed true. Chris Paul to control the pace and slow everything down, right? And and get the best shot each possession, allow KD to do his thing, allow Devin Booker to do his thing. You know what I mean? But they didn't let the guy who needs to be pulling the strings and being your chess player to play chess. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like asking Dwight Howard to st hit standstill threes. It's like asking Giannis to hit standstill threes. It's like asking Nikola Jokic to play defense like his Bill Russell. Like, this is like, I say this in a sentence. I am going to have Chris Paul not initiate the offense more than 40 to 50% of the time when he's on the floor. Imagine how stupid, beyond stupid, that sounds. That's what was happening. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. This is a clear Monty Williams issue. And, and on top of that, like this is such an easy fix. All you got to do is allow Chris Paul, when he's on the floor, the ball has to go through him at least 80 to 90% of the time. You can do all that KD shit and Devin Booker shit when he's on the bench, okay? Initiate it, right? And the defensive answer is you pick up Jokic and Jamal Murray full court and you make them start their offensive set at about 16 to 18 seconds on the other side so that you take away time from them being able to initiate the offense so you slow down the game. That's it. People have been doing that strategy for decades. College teams do it. Every NBA team does it. Like, it's extremely efficient. Like, that's all they have to do. All they have to do is press up court. They don't even have to, like, try to get a steal. It's about making them take their time up court. And if they pass it yeah. to somebody else, like, let's say they pass it to KCP. Well, when KCP brings it out up the floor, he has to pass it to Jamal Murray. He has to pass it to Nikola Jokic to get them to run their set. So they're still taking time. You know what I mean? Like, take away time yeah. from them get initiating their offense and allow Chris Paul to pull the strings 
The Suns will win this series. But if they don't, and if this continues, the Nuggets are going to beat them. And I would have never have guessed that. Uh, on top of everything, Jamal Murray looks amazing. Looks like playoff Jamal Murray. Yes. I think he dropped like 36. Dude was looking special. <laughs> Extra spicy with all the sauce. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. showed some shot creation for himself. A few sh- three-point shots, a nice fade away. Uh, Aaron Gordon had moments of shot creating as well. So if those guys mm-hmm. are able to do that while well, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are on the bench again all throughout the series, that's going to definitely help a lot. But if the Suns don't fix this, fix this shit. Jam- Nikola Jokic is just going to manipulate the series. And they're going to lose. And I'm going to be like, Monty Williams needs to be fired. Because it's just so ridiculously obvious. It's just so beyond stupid. I can't believe CP3 is getting used that way. <sighs> well, all right, Chris. This wouldn't be the first time we've seen like a coach, a bad like a coach, do something like this. Remember when the Clippers had Rondo? Yeah. And play him? Mm-hmm. Like we've seen this before, yes. and common sense isn't all that common. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I couldn't agree with you more. Chris Paul needs to have the offensive. It, he needs to initiate the offense. Needs yes. to slow the pace down. They need to go into a half court setting. Because at the end of the day, you have weapons. You have Booker, you have KD, cannot virtually unguardable. Yeah. But on the other end, you don't have that many defenders who mm-hmm. can really guard against like Jokic and Jamal Murray. Yeah. Because you put Chris Paul on, on Murray, he's going to get cooked. You put yes. Aiden on, on Jokic, he's getting cooked. Yeah. So it's like you kind of just have to figure out a way to cut down on the time. That's actually a really good point. Cut down the time in which they have the ball in their hands. Yeah. And you you force them you force them to full court and then make them bring the ball up and then they have to make quick decisions and that it, it, it turns into mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, I I actually I want to see the Nuggets win. I want to see the Nuggets win. They will. I, they will. I I, I want to see them win. I want to see them win. And I also want. To, I have a question for you though. Okay. It's about the Suns, right? Uh-huh. The Suns future. If the Suns lose to the Nuggets. Dear God. Is Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton out? At least Monty's out. I mean, dude, it's just this is some Steve Nash type tomfoolery type bullshit. You know, Steve Nash in the playoffs a few years ago when they were facing the Boston Celtics had Patty Mills guarding Jalen Brown, like doing some stupid shit. Like, like, it's, like, just yeah. so beyond dumb. Like, how are you an NBA coach type stuff? And if Monty does that, then there's just every assistant on a bench, every, any, I don't care if it's the dude buying, cleaning the fucking floors, the laundry man. I, it, I just, dude, it's such a low, like, any, but it's, like, CP3. Point God, I think he's, like, the all-time leader in assist-to-turnover ratio. Like, it's just like, what are we doing? Like, <sighs> I, I don't know, Chris. I don't know. He just fired. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that, you know, Nuggets lose. I'm going to go with Monty and Aiden are out, and they're going to find somebody else to replace him. Yeah. And there's not a lot of good co- – well, you might be able to – if you if, – maybe they're holding off because, hear me out, you – if the Suns lose, right – Monty gets fired. They bring in Nick Nurse. Amazing hire. <laughs> Nick Nurse is available. I know. I was actually thinking about him going somewhere else too. Uh, sp- 
Speaking of which, okay. Outside the playoffs, Ime is the Houston Rockets head coach. Uh, I saw that. It just makes me so happy because, you know, <laughs> I love Jalen Green. I love Jabari Smith. I love that Rockets team. Uh, they really need to learn how to play defense. So Ime there is amazing. He's such a phenomenal head coach. The The Houston Rockets basically struggled, like, Finding a top 10 coach for a developing team like that at the bottom of the barrel is just beyond yeah. amazing luck. Uh, but yeah, boof. Ime there, dude, I'm so excited. So excited. Now hear me out, though. Mm. There is rumors circulating that the Houston Rockets are trying to package a deal to send Jalen Green out and bring James Harden in. For me personally, that wouldn't make any sense for Houston. Like, I don't think next year, I think Jalen Green might be a better player next year than James Harden. And obviously, you're getting the future. Like, Jalen Green averaged yeah, 22 this year. And nobody. Yeah, yeah like, it's year two. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I wouldn't. James Harden's a depreciating asset. Older guy. The rest of the team's young. Mm-hmm. I, I, I bet you... My personal theory on that is James Harden's probably blowing smoke as much smoke into the air as possible. So when he goes to the free agency, he can get as much money as possible. Right? Like, yeah. It's hard to trust what people say because a lot of the times when stuff like this comes out, there's stuff that's happening behind closed doors that, you know, nobody's actually talking about. Like, uh, I read uh, Andre Godal's book, and this is why you never trust what anybody says. And apparently yeah. he hated his coach in Arizona. And his coach at Arizona hated him. And basically pre-draft, he needed his coach to say good things about him. So you know what they did? Yeah. His manager, his like agent at the time, which was Rob Palinka, agent at the time, uh-huh. goes to the room. His name's Ludo, and is the old coach of Arizona. Goes to the room and basically is the handshake deal is, you say good things about Andre Iguodala, it will come back and say good things about Andre Iguodala will go and say good things about Arizona to new recruits type of thing. Come back and stay around the the college. And then they handshake on that deal and Lute Olsen's going to the, man, Andre Iguodala is such a great player in practice. Like, but really, in the book, like Lute Olsen hated him. But, <laughs> like, they lied because they found something beneficial for each other. So that's why I don't buy yeah. into any bullshit that I hear anymore. Because we don't know what's going on behind closed doors about anything. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> that's funny. It's very true. It's very true. But that would be such a mistake if they got rid of Green as they are getting a good coach. That would be stupid. Yeah. Agreed. I completely agree with Chris. Completely, that would make a that would make, that would make such a bad, a bad thing. I mean, you know, bad, you know, such a bad decision going yeah. forward. Now, looking at Toronto, they don't have a coach yet, but they've been inter- They've been allowed to interview. Um, I think her name is Becky Hammond. Uh huh. So, that's a possibility for coach, and I don't know who else they're trying to interview, but who knows? Maybe we have Nate, another Nate Millen run. Somewhere else, maybe in yeah. Toronto. Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Becky Ham's one of those own one of the rare few women coaches in NBA basketball. You know, if she's qualified, yeah. then you know, give her the job. 
I, yeah. I don't really see an issue personally with female coach. Like, she gets the job done, she gets the job done. Nah, nothing else matters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it turns into wins and championships, then who carries yeah. you, right? Yeah, I completely agree. But hey, who knows? I think he's been around. She's been around top two. I think she's one of those old yeah. San Antonio Spurs on one of those benches for a while. Yeah, she yeah. was on San Antonio Spurs bench for a while. But then she went, went and won a, a WNBA championship with some team. That's I cool. don't know. I'm not completely sure. Yeah. yeah. So she just won it, I think, last year. Wow, that's nice. That's dope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know who's coached there for a while? WNBA, Bill Lambert. Apparently he won a lot of really? a lot of championships on that level. Yeah. But he never got a shot in the NBA. No. I wonder why. Ah, bad boys. Maybe they don't yeah. want to touch him because of the all the extracurricular stuff, the bad boys and all the labels and stuff like that. I could see that. True, yeah. true. But Isaiah got a job is after the bad boys. That's though. true, but Isaiah's Isaiah. He didn't make the USA team. <laughs> <laughs> He's still Isaiah though. Two rings. You know what I mean? He's a bad yeah. that that man can ball. Isaiah Thomas can ball. He can ball. Yeah. He can ball. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But you want to know who uh, who I think Nick Nurse should go to? Who? The Memphis Grizzlies. <sighs> yes. Are they firing their coach? No, they're not. They are not. There's not been any news about this, but I have a very personal opinion on the reason why. So, Memphis okay. Grizzlies lost to the Lakers. And I feel like part of the issue is, something I've talked about before, is they don't mentally act like champions. Right? Yeah. Like, Champions 101 is when you're in the interview, you don't say anything bad about the other team because you don't want to give them any extra uh, wallpaper material. Like, okay, Jeremiah Green said the Kings suck at basketball. All right. Mike Brown comes in the office, who's the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. All right. This is what Draymond Green said. You know, fuel to the fire of NBA athletes, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like, the game within the game is to not give the other team as, mu- as little motivation as possible through your actions, which allows you to try to beat them. It, it will give you a better chance to beat them because it's not going to be as re- motivated, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever. Yeah talk shit to somebody else but if you talk shit to the wrong person they get extra motivated they have a better chance of beating you nba athletes are usually highly egotistical think they're the guy i mean they're one percent of the one percent of the one percent athletes you would think you were the guy too you know what i mean like they have reasons to think that way and uh you know this it's just not a good look right like the mentality of a champion right like when kobe bryant's famous line of they're up 3-1 in the NBA Finals, and the reporter asked him about the playoffs and them trying to win and basically having it clinched up. He's like, job's not finished. We won? No. Job's not finished, right? Like, the mentality yeah. of a champion. And I feel like the way that John Morant's like, anybody, you got any problems in the West? No. The only thing I got to worry about is the Boston Celtics. Somebody who says that is not somebody mm-hmm. that got taught how to be a champion dylan brooks poking yeah. the bear of yeah bro i wish i played against younger lebron trying to you know play that game with the greatest nba player of all time like that's not gonna work against him 
a NBA champion mentality type of guy would know that's pointless. Why would I do yeah. that? Why would I lower myself to that? It's not going to affect him at all. Because, and I think part of the issue is the organization, the front office, the head coach has not done a good enough job of teaching them how to be champions. And I don't feel like mm-hmm. he can do that. Now, I'm not saying that he's a bad coach because he's done a hell of a job developing the talent. He's done a hell of a job developing the team. He's a very good coach. I would, If he gets fired by the Grizzlies, he would get hired very quickly by another rebuilding team. But I feel like he's missing yeah. that piece of the mental edge. And Nick Nurse is one of the rare five to seven guys that's an NBA coach right now that's got a ring on his finger. He walks into that locker room true. and they'll give him immediate respect. And they'll be able and he'll be able to teach them how to mentally be champion. Right? Yeah. And I feel like Nick Nurse would really elevate them. It's very rare to go into an offseason and have such a ridiculous high level coaching candidate that that can allow you to take that next step like Nick Nurse can. And I really feel like the Grizzlies' main issue is mentally. Like, they mentally just don't get it yet. And, you know, I know people will say, oh, they're young. Well, they're young and they don't understand it, right? But they could be, yeah. you could you could say, oh, they're young, young, and keep on saying that excuse for the next six to five years. And they still might not learn how to be champions because somebody's got to teach them, right? They're not going to be able to break through the wall, and they just don't have anybody in the front office and the coaching staff that's getting able to get through the message through them. So Nick Nurse is exactly what they need. Um, Also, he's a phenomenal coach. I think top 10, top 5 in the league. Uh, Schematically, he's got it all. So Nick Nurse should be the coach of the Grizzlies. my opinion actually that makes a lot of sense though um i just want to quickly speak on um what you were talking about with the mentality of a champion they're definitely missing that um i think that the worst thing that could have been said (laughs) during nba season (laughs) was i'm fine in the west (laughs) (laughs) the fuck That was the worst possible comment to be made. Yes. Even though you are, they were red hot in the beginning yes. on a hot streak like none other. Yes. But they haven't won or accomplished anything nope. yet, and the job wasn't finished. The regular season means nothing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And for him to go out, yeah, I'm fine in the West. I'm worried about the Celtics and the Bucks. Like you just automatically claiming your championship at that moment. Yeah. And. Every other team in the West is like, hold my beer for a second. Yes. We're about to show you something. Yes. yes. Hey, man. Another guy. Another guy. Dylan Brooks runs his <sighs> mouth a lot. Yes. <laughs> too much. Pokes the wrong people too much. Yeah. For him to come out and say to say about the best player to ever touch a basketball, <laughs> one of the best players to ever touch a basketball, to basically say, I don't respect him. Because he hasn't given me 40. I only respect players that give me 40. And he goes out and gives you 22 and 20. Yeah. <laughs> and then the team beats your team by 40. By 40. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Chris. Yep. That was so poetic. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, there's got to be NBA gods out there. Because that is just way too like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
and then you get and then you get the bad boy treatment where like LeBron just walks off mm-hmm. and just like yeah <laughs> respect respect this <laughs> and AD you know he's AD says the perfect thing all the time I think that more players need to just kind of keep into the same mindset yes. of AD right when it comes to certain things yeah. he says they were talking we let our game do the talk yeah. for us yep and that's what they did. Yes. <laughs> they really showed up. Yes. Those after that comment, the next couple games, except for the game they lost in between there, exactly the way they wanted it to go. Yeah. <laughs> Their game did the talking for them. Agreed. That's what they that's what the Grizzlies need to learn. Just you you guys are talented, young and talented mm-hmm. with so much potential. Let your game do the talking. Yeah. You don't have to keep the antics up. It's yeah. really how do I say? It? It's entertaining, right? Yeah. It made the game very entertaining, right? Yes. Oh, tabloids. Look at the Grizzlies. They're doing the, the walkout. Mm-hmm. They're doing the dance and stuff like that. Yeah. It's all very entertaining. Dylan Brooks flat irons his hair and goes put on a fur coat and yeah. sits on the bench and stuff like that. It's entertaining. Yeah. Ja, I'm finding the West, poking the bear, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Talking about, and then da- there's a band talking about Rui, and Rui has a better, better series than he does. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All that stuff yeah. is just like that's the type of things that you needed to leave. That was the antics that they it was entertaining, but they should have left it yeah. alone. If you were the job wasn't done. Yeah. In the words of Kobe, the job's not finished. Yeah. And they claimed it was, and they was like, oh, it's easy street. And now they're sitting at now they're one, two, three, Cancun. Yeah. Exactly. It comes a time where you have to, they have to grow up in the NBA and become mentally mm-hmm. ready to take on the challenges of becoming a champion. Yeah. And they're not there yeah. yet. For the whole, for every basketball fan to be rooting against you because you just talk too much, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so, to, to, to really piggyback off your point, I agree. Nick Nurse or somebody with championship. Um, acumen, maybe even a good veteran. Stephen Adams, sorry, I like Stephen Adams. He's he's you know he's a good center for like you know kind of strong guy who can kind of like won't be pushed around and grab rebounds like that. Not the right veteran for that team. Mm-hmm. Hasn't won Agreed. anything. They need a veteran who is one who can say like, listen, guys, that's not the way. No. Agreed. They don't listen to Stephen Adams anyway. He, he's another player on the team. <laughs> Agree. He can't get in there and guess. Chill out, guys. You know what <laughs> I mean? This is not what we want to do if we want to win a... Ch- no. Shut up, Steven Adams. Where's He's your ring at? Where's your jury? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. They they need somebody like a, you don't, like, you know, a Haslam who's been on a team. Mm-hmm. Well, he's never leaving the Miami Heat, but you know what I mean? Yeah. A Haslam or somebody like that who's been on a team for a long time, who has won rings with the team, who knows what it takes to get mm-hmm. to that level who can really, you know, listen, guys, look, you want one of these, it's what it takes. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And uh, yeah. from one great series to another, that uh, Sacramento Kings Golden State Warriors series, man, made me so sad because I picked the Kings in six. Uh, but I could, Let's go! I could at least, at least have solace that in my heart of hearts i can know that i truly believe if De'Aaron fox did not fracture his left and nook's finger in game four yeah. that they would have 
Yes. Like there was a clue. Curry's on a different level though. Uh, what? What'd you say? Curry's on a different yeah. level. But uh Go ahead. You know, game one through four, I have stats here. He averaged thirty one point four points a game, forty four point six percent from the field goal percentage. Game five, they lost by five and by seven. He had twenty four points, which is seven point four less than his normal total. He had thirty six percent for the field goal percentage, which is eight percent less than his usual. So if he would have had his normal amount of points, they would have won game five. Game six, they win. Yeah. Right? Game seven tonight, he had 16 points on 26.3 field goal percentage. Game five mm. through seven, he averaged 22 points per game. And again, game one yeah. through four, but pre-index injury, it was 31.4. Game five through th- seven after the next injury, 38.7 field goal percentage. That is ridiculously bad. Game one through four, it was 44.6 field goal percentage. I truly still believe Sacramento Kings would have came out in six. I can always have solace in that. Makes me sad that he was injured. Uh, But, you know, it was a hell of a series. So much fun to watch. I honestly didn't expect them to win game six. It was so surprising. But, uh, you know, Malik Monk got super hot. Uh, But, yeah. Golden State Warriors, they move on. Do you have anything else to say before we talk about the Warriors versus Lakers? Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I, you know, it. <clears throat> this is nothing that they should, the Kings should hang their head oh, over. No. They gave one of the best teams in the league, you know what I mean? Agreed. Champions, like, were they four or five, four-time champions as a unit? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the best series they probably they probably have played in a while. Yes. Um, outside the 2016 Cavs, and you know, because once they got KD, it was pretty much over from there. So, for for them for the, such a young team to push that team to its limit into seven games, kudos to them. Yeah. Um, they have nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be sad about. Next year, you come back stronger. That's all you got to do, and they could be the one to move past into the second round. You know, because they go they get another good matchup, become better. Add some pieces, and time will tell. Um, I will say the Golden State Warriors—they got some problems. They are not—they uh, are not gelling mentally like they should be at this point, mm. and that's going to end up being their downfall going okay. forward. Okay, and so you're saying that the Lakers are going to beat the Warriors? I'm going Lakers, and I'm just going to say it's just because they're not. Like, I don't see like look. Curry, I'm a believer, right? Yeah, I'm a believer, but I mentally that team's not gelling like they should be. Yeah, Jordan Poole's having a really bad postseason right now as well. Yes, very, very yes. up and down. One game he has twenty, next game he has six. It's been very off and on for him. So I'm gonna go with the uh, Lakers too. Six or seven games. It's gonna be a good series though. Uh, Golden State not gonna be. Nobody's going to beat them easily, uh, you know, but the ability of AD to guard the pick and roll, the ability to AD to dominate Kevin Loney on the boards, ability for AD to not really be able to be stopped by Kevin Looney. And I just, you know, the only thing that gives the Warriors a little bit of an edge is they can throw Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins at Braun. Right, and they can rotate yeah. those two. That's like the only that's thing, true. man, that's got me like 
can the Lakers overcome it? It's going to be a really good series. Really, really good. But I'm going to go Lakers 6 or if, 7. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers can play like a complete team. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was done with my point. I said the Lakers are. Oh, I think I the Lakers the- going to win six or seven, but the Golden State. I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State pulls out the upset. Okay, okay. Um, if the Lakers can play like a complete team, like they were against the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. and keep that momentum going, I think they take the late. I think they take the um, the Warriors. Okay, because I think, yeah, yeah, that that I, they can be a complete team like they were against Memphis. They could take the Warriors. Okay. They could take the Warriors in seven. I will give the I will give them the Warriors in seven. Okay. So uh, I mean, no, I'm sorry. They will beat the Warriors in seven. Okay. So if we have both have Lakers, let's say the 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 Suns keep on playing their style and the Nuggets win. Nuggets versus Lakers. Who do we have? Ooh, a bubble rematch. I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a bubble rematch. I'm going Lakers. Okay. I'm going Lakers. Lakers to the Lakers to the NBA Finals. I would have to, to agree. face the Celtics. They would face the it's Celtics. Poetic almost. Oh, Lakers Celtics! Oh, dude, that would be great. Oh, that'd be great. TV. Poetic. That'd be great. It's TV. poetic. Yeah. I would. I would go Boston. Would you go Boston too? <clears throat> I've learned. That I should not um, underestimate Lego. Okay. So I'm going to go Lakers. Okay. Lakers and LeBron gets his sixth ring. That'd be crazy. I mean, fifth ring. I think it would be like 11 or 12 NBA appearances. I wonder if he would tie. The- yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Listen, the fifth ring, LeBron James, I mean, they. they it was already being said, like you know, in the in NBA media, that if LeBron was to win the finals this year, it would be hard to say that he's not the greatest player of all time. I'm saying, and me and you have been saying that he's the greatest player without this ring, so yeah. that would just solidify our point even more. Yeah. I think this would be the first time, though, where I player still. You don't think he was the best player on if he like okay so you think that if Lakers Celtics meet in the NBA Finals you know poetically um, you think that this will be the first time LeBron is an underdog I think this is the first time that I've watched the playoffs and I've mm-hmm. said AD might really be the best player on the Lakers that when is great when news. AD is playing like normal AD. Didn't he have like fourteen blocks? Or He's something like it's that? something ridiculous. Like, you know, LeBron's LeBron passing wise, but the scoring yeah. is not as high as we're used to seeing in the playoffs. I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, like it. Yeah. It's it, it. He hasn't been able to hit that extra gear that we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. So I think even though he's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the last five games, LeBron's had 28 points, 25, 22, 15, 22. 
Yeah. Like he's been kind of the same guy as he is in the regular season. Right, but AD's still yeah. doing let me see here. Let's see. Bring up Anthony Davis. I think he had like fourteen or fifteen blocks. It was something ridiculous like that. Yeah, AD of the last five <laughs> games has uh thirteen, thirty one, twelve, thirty one, sixteen, up and down. Yeah. Last yeah. game he had five blocks. The game before he had three. The game before that he had four. The game before that he had two. The first game he had five. Yeah. And on the boards he's ridiculous. Nine rebounds last game. Seventeen before. Eleven before that one. Nineteen before that one. Fourteen before that one. So, you know, just like everything AD does, and if he continues to drop like 26, 27 a game, I think the case mm-hmm. might be be able to ma- be made. That the best player in the Lakers team right now is AD, and that's great news. Yeah, I mean AD's playing at a great level right now. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Yeah, that's actually great news. If you're a Lakers fan and that doesn't make you just a little bit happy, I don't know what to do for you. Um, because that makes me happy. Because this is what we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. As you know, somebody who likes the Lakers and who just you know enjoys LeBron James and stuff like that. We've been waiting on that's on the moment where LeBron can take a back seat to somebody. Yeah. And for him to just, you know, slowly age into the game mm-hmm. and let somebody else take over. AD is supposed to be that guy two to three years Agreed. ago. <laughs> he's he's becoming that guy. So this makes me happy. I'm okay. If, if AD just leads this team all the way through and LeBron can be semi-pedestrian, you know what I mean, hit like 22, mm-hmm. 20, you know, hang around in there and really facilitate and make everybody better, they can go far. No. Agreed. Yeah. 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 This is this makes me happy. This is exactly what I yeah. want. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be a great series. Uh but the NBA playoffs are gonna be great. The rest of the NBA playoffs are gonna be great. I can't wait to watch it everything. So uh it's it's as a basketball fan, should we just enjoy it? You know, turn on this podcast, go watch a game. You know what I mean? Like have fun. Like just yeah. enjoy Appreciate the playoffs, man, because it's rarely this entertaining. I mean, let's let's talk about real quickly the Golden State Warriors yeah. versus the Lakers. That's a great matchup. So much intrigue. That's a great the matchup. Suns versus Nuggets. That's a great matchup. So much intrigue. That's a great 76ers matchup. Sixers yeah. versus Boston. So intriguing, right? The un the but the non nobody saw this coming. The Miami Heat versus the Knicks. That's a great matchup. Who's yeah. gonna win? Who's gonna be able to say, hey, my team went to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2023. Nobody expected to happen. It was a great story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, if you're a basketball fan, turn just 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 enjoy. Sit back and enjoy. These games are great right now. So uh, is there anything else you want to say, Chris? I just want the, Sun- the Celtics to have some form of competition. <laughs> you want that final boss. <laughs> I, I understand. No more easy street until the NBA Finals. I don't want them to have a cakewalk all the way yeah. there. In my opinion, it's over. This is no no teams close to them. But uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Golly, Bob. All right. Yeah, uh, that's all I had okay. to say. I just want to see some form of confrontation you know, a good, you know, competitiveness. A team mm-hmm. is gonna push the Celtics yeah. to at least seven. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think that's no. happening. Nope. <laughs> no. Sixers had the best chance, but not nope. anymore. It's because Joel Embiid's hurt. So yeah, sadly, yeah. 
Sadly. Yeah. I'm ready. Oh, one more thing. 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 Um, it did come out, you know, for, you know, for, you know, anybody who's not completely into NBA media and NBA news that, uh, coach Budenhoser's, I think his brother passed away. So, um, you know, condolences mm-hmm. to that, to the Budenhoser family and to Coach Budenhoser. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know it's a tough mm-hmm. time for him and, you know, um, we shouldn't be so hard on him, you know, coaching-wise, yeah. especially since he was dealing with the death of a family member, a very close family member Agreed. during the time of that series. So, yeah. I feel you on that one. Yeah, yeah I completely yeah. agree with you, Chris. Yeah. All righty, guys. <clears throat> now on to a lighter note. Thank you all, all of you guys out there for listening, mm-hmm. for continuously listening, for always, you know, clicking on us, you know what I mean? Checking out TikTok, you know, YouTube, our YouTube is doing great. So yeah, keep mm-hmm. watching those reels, keep watching those shorts. Um, just want to say thank you guys for listening so much. Yeah. You know, you are, you know, the best part. You are what makes us us. So, you know, without you, there is no us. So is there anything else you want to say, Jay? No, nah, man. Thank close you it guys out for listening to the podcast. Keep on listening to the playoffs. It's going to be great. We're going to be listening, dropping stuff each week. And, uh, after that, in offseason, things are going to be hectic. Every agency, NBA draft, all that type of stuff. So uh, definitely tune in. Keep on tuning in. I'm Jason Collins, and we are the Basketball Addicts. Peace. Ouch. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.